The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buedinamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buedinamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Give him praise. I see miracles, signs and wonders in this atmosphere. God is moving in this place. Moving in this place. I see miracles, signs, signs and wonders in this atmosphere. In atmosphere. God is moving. God is you're moving in, moving in this I see miracles. I see miracles, signs and wonders, signs and wonders in this atmosphere. God is moving in this place. Do you have your Bibles with you? I want us to do only worship or just adore him and just go home. But I feel that you have to also go with a written word as well. I'm going to try to preach the shortest sermon I've ever preached in a regular service, not in a wedding. The shortest sermon I've ever preached in a wedding was for three minutes. The longest sermon I've ever preached in a wedding was for eight minutes. Um, but today I want to try and do a wedding style sermon. Do you have your Bibles with you? Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. If the Bible is yours, could you please turn to the book of St. Matthew's. Um, let's do first St. John's Gospel, actually. We are doing two verses or two portions of scripture. Um, we are doing St. John's Gospel, chapter number 13. St. John's Gospel, chapter number 13. I read from the verse number 1. We'll jump quickly to the book of St. Matthew's Gospel. And so if you came with your Bible, you can also pin down St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 23. And then we will read that after it is done. St. John's Gospel, chapter number 13. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own on which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things, and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and gathered himself 
After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now, I want to go back to the verse number five, or four, sorry. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments. If the Bible is yours and it is um, a print Bible, you can underline that. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments. If it's an electronic Bible, you can also highlight. But he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and gathered himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel wherewith he was girded. Jump quickly to the book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 23. St. Matthew's Gospel, the 23rd chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel, will read only two verses from there. From the verse number 11, reading from the thundering diction of the King James Bible, uh, but he that is greatest amongst you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works, O oh God. Help us to appreciate the depth of your word and come to terms with what you want us to know and do. And when all things are done, Heavenly Father, we won't hesitate to give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you take your seats, I want you to look for three people and tell them, protect your breakthrough. Come on, can you look for three people? Tell them, protect your breakthrough. Protect your breakthrough. Protect your breakthrough. If you'll recall, we started this journey... Um, we started this journey many weeks ago, and we, we, we started by telling you that oftentimes the breakthroughs that God will bring us will come from unlikely sources. We, want to, we went on further to state that because it will come from unlikely sources, it will also come without notice. We went on further to also say that even though it was going to happen like that, you need to activate that breakthrough. If you recall, we said the only way you can activate the breakthroughs that God will bring to you is to walk in obedience. There is no way you can walk in disobedience and still receive from God. God is a God of order, structure, and principles. And therefore, um, his, his, his principles will always stand. If, if, you don't, if you are not obedient, you can't eat the good of the land. The Bible says, and if you are obedient, if you are willing, then you will eat the good of the land. God requires obedience from his people. If you're a child of God, what God is requiring from you, what God wants you to do is to exhibit obedience. You cannot be obedient to God in certain areas of your life and, to be, and be disobedient to him in certain areas too. When you read the account, the Bible says that, and Jesus said, woe unto you, scribes and hypocrites, for you do A, B, C, D, E, but... It's not everything that you do. What Jesus was saying to them was that you have partial obedience. There are things that you do, but you don't do all. And so what you do to activate the breakthroughs that God really intends for your life is to walk in obedience. You have to be obedient. You have to be obedient. You have to follow God through and through. You don't have to be selective about your obedience. 
you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to say that there are things that I can follow God through. Um, I can follow through with God. There are things that I would do and there are things that, God, you know that for this one, I, I can't. You have to be obedient. The Bible says that, and Jesus said to them, that go out there and fish, go, go there and, and just cast the net again. They said that the timing is wrong. They said that um, the place is wrong. They said the instrument was wrong. But because you are the one saying it, we will obey. We really want you to understand that where God wants to send you to, most of the things won't make sense. But if you only obey God, the breakthroughs will come. If only you will obey God. All that God is requiring from you is that you will obey him. You will totally, you will obey him absolutely. Not only will you walk in obedience to activate God's glory. Now, I was reading the book of Deuteronomy. I got to a portion of the scripture and I, I was so, so, so surprised. God said, I'm bringing you miracles. I'm bringing you provision. But my provision is going to come to you if only you are obedient to my word. That is to say that all that God requires from you is total obedience as far as his word is concerned. There are things that God doesn't expect you to do. He wants you to be obedient. Can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, God wants your obedience. Um, can we do this real quick? Say, neighbor, God wants your obedience. Uh, we came on to say that after God has given you the breakthrough, you need to protect the breakthrough. And we said that in protecting the breakthrough, you need strategic partnerships. You need the right people to, 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 to gather around you. You don't need everybody. You need the right people. There are many people who God lifted. God gave, showed them favor and mercy. And they saw lifting and elevation. And they couldn't stay there. Why? Because they, were, they, they surrounded themselves with the wrong people. The wrong crowd. I was talking to somebody and the person said to me, um, the person is from um, the S-President's um, team. And he said, he said, the old man did everything that he could to retain power. But the people around him let him down. It means that you need strategic partnership to get to where God really wants you to get to. You might, you might have been destined for that place. You might be aiming for that place. That might be the place where God actually wants you to get to. But... If you don't have the right people around you, there is no way you're going to get there. You need strategic partnership. And that is why I keep praying that God will bring to you the men and women that will gather themselves around you, that will push you to where God actually wants you to be. Not people who will only take from you, but people who push you where destiny requires you to get to. My, my prayer for you in 2017 is that God will bring you the right men and the right women. People that will gather themselves around you. People that will push you to where God actually wants you to get to. The Bible says that and when his net was breaking, he called on his partners to come. And so at every point in your life, your net will get to a place where it will break. When your net is breaking, whether you lose out or you retain depends on the people that are around you. And I pray that God will bring you the right people. In your company, God will bring you the right people. In your relationships, God will bring you the right people. Whatever you are doing, may God bring you the right people who will be able to help you get to where God wants you to get to. We said not only do you need strategic partnership, you also need to be prayerful. It is important that you spend time praying. You cannot talk your way to destiny fulfillment. You can pray your way through. You have to be praying. You have to be praying because, you see, the Bible talks about um, when Paul was talking to the church, he said to them that pray without ceasing and it's not for nothing. 
Because the enemy is not going to sit down. The Bible says that and a good man had gone to the field and sowed seeds. And when he went to sleep, the wrong people, the enemy came and planted the wrong seeds. But when his servants had come to him and told him that this is what they had done, he said, an enemy has done this. And I was telling you, everybody has an enemy. The world has the enemy, but everybody has an enemy. Where you are going determines the kind of enemy that will be assigned to police your life. Whether they will be able to plant the wrong things in your life depends on your vigilance. If they come whilst you are awake, they can't do their stuff. And awake doesn't necessarily mean keeping vigil at night. That is to mean that you have to be spiritually sensitive. You have to be praying. The enemy is not sleeping. And so you have to be praying. You have to be on his case. You have to pray. You have to be able to go to the enemy's camp and take back whatever he has taken from you. You are not supposed to sit down and just wait. You are supposed to go there. You are supposed to be on the offensive and not just on the defensive. We said you need to be praying. Last week we spoke about the fact that you need to engage the supernatural. Most of the things that are going to happen to you in your lifetime, if God is going to bless you enough for you to live to a hundred years, yes, for a hundred years, it means that um, for the whole hundred years, most of the things, the happenings that you are going to experience in the hundred years are going to be backed by supernatural occurrences. Most of the things that are going to happen to you, they are purely supernatural in nature. The things you see in the flesh is just effect. What is in the spirit is the cause. And so if you really want to retain what God brings to you, you need to always engage the supernatural for the things that God has placed on your life. But today I want to add to it from supernatural engagement, the thing that you need to do, what will really keep you, what will really push you, what will really send you, keep you afloat and not allow you to come. Now I was telling you um, in the previous weeks that unfortunately there are people who rise and they can't stay there. They get married, they can't hold the marriages. They get, they, they, they get businesses and they can't hold it together. They start businesses and they fail. Um, the other day I was talking to Asari and he was telling me, Asari was telling me that, he said, Papa, the, the, my boss, the one who um, took me on and, and helped me in this trade because he was coming to do a work for me, he said, my boss, the one who took me on and, 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 and the one who helped me and, and, and taught me all the things about this trade, the man is living in the shop that we, when we were learning from him, we were sleeping. He said at that time, he had money, he had cars, he had, he had everything. But he has lost everything and now he's living in a shop with his wife and kids. Why will somebody that has seen grace fall so hard into grass? Why should the movement be that sudden? There is a man who lived, a very wealthy man, Onassis was his name, Aristotle Onassis was his name. Um, he was a merchant, he had so much money. And one time a reporter had walked to him and asked him, if you are to lose everything that you have, how will you make your money back? He said, the only way I can make my money back after I've lost everything that I have is to go back and serve. He said, what do you mean? I thought men are serving you. What do you mean go back and serve? He said, because service is the only key that can open two doors. It opens the door for you to gain elevation and it opens the door for you to stay elevated. 
It means that for you to retain what God really has for you, you have to be serving. You have to serve. There are people who are allergic to service and not just serving. Maybe you've served in the secular world. You've done all those things and you've paid your dues and you've gotten to the place of glory or prominence and you think you can serve again or you, you, you are above service. The reason why Africa is in serious trouble is because our leaders are not servants. Our leaders are rulers. If you have leaders who have the ruling mentality and not the serving or service mentality, they are going to run you into chaos. Because it takes the eye of service to be able to appreciate that where you are is just grace. It takes the eye of service. It takes only, if it takes only a man who can look through the lens of service to know and appreciate that wherever God will put you is an opportunity for you to add a layer to other people's lives. Most of us, and this is important to me in retaining because of what Onassis, Aristotle Onassis said to the, to, to, to the reporter. Because it opens the door for you to get, get elevated. If you really want to be lifted in life, you have to have the heart of a servant. The heart of a servant will help you do what God really wants you to do. There are people who come to church and they won't even do anything. They don't want to serve. They don't want to belong to any department. They don't want to do anything because they think they are above service. And that is why the scripture that we read is so important. The Bible says that in Jesus had taken off his garment. And I love it because you can preach with that for a whole month. Jesus had to take off his own garment. The garment of royalty, the garment of priesthood, the garment of kinship, the garment that separates him from humanity, the garment that makes him God, the equal with God. The Bible says, for without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh. This God had appeared in human form and what made him God? The Bible says that he set it aside and gathered himself with a towel and not just with a towel. He bowed himself. Can you imagine this God who is supreme? He did God who is divine this God who is omnipotence watching through the periphery of time and looking at people who are sinful and saying that yet I will bow myself and wash your feet that was the work for slaves and yet he did not consider it as such and Jesus stooped so low and washed the feet of his disciples what other demonstration of humility can you get than the whole God stooping so low to wash the feet of mortal men I wish I had some few minutes to explain this. But the Bible says that, and he bowed himself, not just, he was not sitting, he, he had gone down and he was washing. That is to mean that no matter your height of elevation, until you are ready to go down and serve in the house of God and do the things that God wants you to do, there is no way this God who lives, this God who has paid this price before, will keep you afloat. There are people who don't even know how to pray. They're okay, they can't pray much. But every morning they will come to church and try to see if there is a dust on the chairs let me clean so that if the next person comes around he's going to get a clean space to sit and God who sits in the heavens will watch from on high and say that I have found David my servant and in whom I am well pleased and with my holy oil have I anointed him may God find a man and a woman who has the heart to serve somebody who really has the heart of service let me take some time and explain this God is looking for people who can serve. The Bible says that Jesus had taken off his garment. 
What do you have on you? The reason why most of us can't do the things God wants us to do is because we have our garments on. We have our CEO titles on. We have the MDs titles on. We have the Mrs. title on. We have that title on. And because of the titles we've put on ourselves, we are not able to do the things God wants us to do. Jesus came into this world as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords, as the Prince of Peace, as the Captain of Israel's host. That garment he had, but he knew that for me to do what I am to do, let me put aside that garment. From today, may God give you the ability to put aside every garment that you have been having all your life, every time. And may God give you the wisdom you see, to stay elevated, to protect your breakthrough, because it is spiritual, will mean that at every point, the spirits must be engaged to work for you. But every deity protects the offering and the offerer. Every deity. Every deity protects the offering and the offerer. Every deity, every spirit, every entity will make sure that the one that is bringing food to its table, every deity will make sure that the one that, that, that burns the incense, every deity will make sure that the one that pours the schnapp, every deity will make sure that the one that does the things, its rituals for, 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 for that deity is not only preserved, but it's also kept alive at all times. Actually, I keep telling people, if you really want to live long in this world it's not about praying it is about being relevant to God and his kingdom because you see as long as you are relevant to God and his kingdom he has to keep you alive because if you leave you are going to create a vacuum if you want to keep the breakthrough that God is bringing to you in this time of ours what you need to understand is that you need to serve how many of us really have the heart to serve every time in your house is somebody who cleans your shoes interestingly is somebody who irons your shirts interestingly somebody washes your cars after you've even slept and you are awake is somebody who lays your bed when you are going to sit in your car somebody opens the door for you you don't drive yourself somebody drives you to your destination as soon as you get there the person gets down and opens the door for you when you're about to sit on your high chair, they pull it backwards, you sit and they push you in. Some of you, even when you are sleeping, after you've slept, they have to put a duvet on you and tuck you in. So you don't do, literally, everything is done for you. But what do you do for God? What, when was the last time you told yourself that my life is a gift? I will make it count. When are you going to say to yourself, God, I want to live for you. Let me do things that will bring you glory. These days, if, if you, in those days, I quite remember when, when some of us got into this faith. I was a very young boy and we will go and carry the chairs and arrange everything. But ask yourself, these days, if you really want things to be done in the house of God, you have to go and pay people to come and do it. It is just because people have lost the heart to serve God. They think that service to God is about lifting up hands and singing. 
and praying and preaching and dressing well and coming to church. That is part of service. But what really moves God is when nobody is watching and you say that God, this is your work. I will do it to bring you glory and honor. God is looking for men and women in this end time who will serve him and rely on him absolutely. Jesus had gone down and washed the feet of his servants, sorry, his disciples. And after he has washed their feet, the Bible says that, and the towel with which he was girded, it was not that he had girded, taken his garment off, put on the towel, and gotten a spare towel to clean them. The towel he saw, it was worthy to cover him up. The same towel was what he used to clean them up. But watch this. When you are using a towel, if you get yourself with a towel and you are using the same towel to clean another, it means that you are going to be exposed. Jesus was not afraid, was not ashamed to be exposed while serving. The problem we have in the church is that a lot of people think that by doing it, I expose myself. The reason why most of us are not able to do things for God, we, we can't really go the, the full throttle as far as service is concerned. Because we want people to think we are big. We are all that. And so the towel, even if we lay it aside, we want a spare towel to clean. Not the one we've gathered ourselves with. But Jesus, the same towel, that he had gathered himself with. He saw that it was worth the job. Clean them up with the same towel. When you are doing that, there will be an exposure. When you are doing the things for God, there are things that you are going to hear about you that are undesirable. It's called exposing yourself whilst cleaning. People might look down on you. People can insult you. People can abuse you. But it's called serving. It's called cleaning with the same ghetto. When you are doing things for God, it's not that everybody is going to clap their hands and applaud you. Even Jesus did not get 100% approval ratings. You will get people who will run you down. You get people who will, tell, who will abuse you. But that is what makes service worth it. You lose your own garment. We don't have the heart to serve. We don't. And Jesus said, I, my time is up. Let me just end it like this. And Jesus said in the book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 23, that it surprises me that people want to be great and not want to serve. But whoever wants to be the greatest amongst you must be the servant. What Jesus is saying is that service and elevation, you have a direct relationship. For you to be elevated and stay elevated, you have to have a heart to serve. If you are in this church and you don't do anything in this church, you have a problem. If you are not in any department, you have a problem. 
if you are not getting yourself into a position whereby you can be of, of use to God, there is a problem. Some people are sinking with what God has given to them. What are you doing with what God has given to you? Please be upstanding. My time is up. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.